go away, little screen. Dylan. Little Fergie. Are you good? Yeah. Hopefully we'll have our theme song for this, but if we don't, then let's just not say anything. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, we're not going to have it by the time this goes out. We'll, it'll be on the next episode. <laughs> it'll definitely be on the next episode. And what you just heard was our new theme song. Uh, no, or we're no, not was it? Play the new theme song. <laughs> You're the worst. Um, and what you just heard was our old theme song. Perhaps the last week you'll hear that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, I know many of you have been accosting us on Twitter. No, just kidding. No one's been accosting us on Twitter. But Nobody. Not a single tweet. Nobody has missed us. Dylan, actually, doing this funny because my, my brother came back. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is the Winter's Coming Fantasy Nobody Hockey knows. Podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantasy hockey podcast about a league that you're not in with people that you don't know, except for us two, uh, me being Alex and my co-host. Uh, who are you? I'm Dylan. Dylan. A.K.A. The Laundry Mat. Oh, I'm not going to use that one anymore. Yeah. We you, need a new one. Okay. Uh, hey, didn't we sh- say that we were going to come up with um, nicknames before we started the podcast? Probably. Um, yeah. And that's the okay. reason why we didn't release a podcast for three weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We were still trying to figure out how Skype worked for the whole time. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, thanks for everyone who uh, who's just remained subscribed throughout all these times. Uh, we're we're going to kind of return after our rousing, successful uh, preseason previews of you know rookie shows and us providing actual advice and commentary we're on back. players we're back to we're back our... we're back and we're done with st- with stats we're done with stats. <laughs> we're not talking about stats anymore <laughs> um we're sick our, of it our spreadsheet still works but if you're drafting now uh you probably have better data to work with <laughs> yeah it's probably too late. um yeah and i think we have nothing but our fans to thank for our awesome uh preseason success if you will um I would say, you know, Dylan, they always talk about the offseason and they always talk about like like the Leafs. The Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Uh, if of the offseason. Of the offseason. Like they were they definitely are you saying that John Tavares is the Stanley Cup? Yeah, when when NHL.com posts a poll asking who won the offseason and two of the choices are uh, Tavares <laughs> signing with the Leafs or James Neal signing with the Flames. I think <laughs> the Leafs won. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah. here we are. Uh, well, the the Flames were pretty good tonight, though. They they did win. Wait, no, they lost 9-1 against the Penguins. So, you know, uh, James Neal's was a really good signing for them, and I think that they'll, they'll, uh, they'll make the playoffs this year based on that. Right. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, my condolences to anyone who has Mike Smith in their fancy hockey league. Yeah, that was me. Uh, including was somebody me. who may have, may or may not have been <laughs> suggesting to draft him. Uh, but you know, that's kind of that the, was me. the quality that was me. of yeah, that that was us, and that's kind of the quality of uh, of advice you can expect to see from us. Um, <laughs> uh, we try to give advice; it's not always helpful, but uh, nevertheless, we are here to to uh, entertain you with our mindful musings of the league. Uh, you know, sp- speaking of the speaking yeah. of our our last three episodes, which have gotten, uh, which have been our most popular episodes, Dave, who was on our last episode, I was talking to him after he listened to it, and he was like, "You know what? Yeah. 
your episodes are actually fun to listen to. And I was like, you're just saying that because you were on it. And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, It's actually, yeah. uh, you, guys, you guys sound like you know what you're doing. Um, so I'm glad that we fooled at least him when we had him on the podcast. Right. Uh, and, and hopefully other yeah, people I mean, think the I same. Think- yeah, I mean, I think uh, the great uh, sociologist of our time, Malcolm Gladwell, has like ten thousand hour rule, and uh, <laughs> I think we're <laughs> uh, I think we're closer to ten thousand minutes than we are to ten thousand hours. But this is true. Um, this is definitely true. Somebody who has amassed ten thousand hours of hockey, probably Austin Matthews. I don't know. I Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid? Which one? Which one is closer okay, well, to mastership? Let's let's break this down. Okay, so ten thousand hours. Uh, so Connor McDavid is taking. Do you a mean ten thousand hours of like playing in a game hockey? Okay, so the or ten thousand hours of holding a hockey stick. I say ten thousand hours of cumulative hockey experience. Ten thousand hours okay. of cumulative hockey experience. Okay, yes. so 10,000 hours is only 416 yeah. days. Do you right, know how many days? Not... So I, I guarantee you, even Connor McDavid, uh, once the best player in the world, has not played for 24 hours in a row. Wh- right? Who said he has played for 24 hours in a row? No, no, but like you, you just divided ten thousand by twenty four, right? To get your yeah, so four hundred your... sixteen days, right? But I didn't realistically, it. okay, so realistically, like he's probably averaging, you know, because like when he's okay, let's just say he started when he was six, so he has fifteen years of hockey, and um, okay, so let's just say he, on average, because when you're like six years old, you're not practicing every day, so let's say on average. Uh, including like the two days he's done, like when he was in junior or whatever, he's played five times a week at four hours. So five times, uh, five times fifty-two would be. Oh God, this is the worst. This is the worst thing to be talking about on a podcast. <laughs> You're just doing math. <laughs> okay, this brings us to. Okay, I've got a better <laughs> are, question are you, for you. you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> since Connor McDavid is no longer the best player in the world. And it is, right. and he has been superseded by Austin Matthews, who, by the way, hasn't scored right. a goal now in three games. So, right. I mean, who, who, Dylan, who now I... is the best player in the world? Um, yeah. If we were going to compare these two, I think you had a you had a, a good way of comparing them, which is something right like the and... Jordan slash um, LeBron LeBron argument. LeBron. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think we made it two minutes before we switched sports talk here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, the classic NBA debate is, you know, we're right now we're witnessing one of the greatest uh, ath- athletes of our generation, LeBron James, and he's Connor McDavid. Been, uh, <laughs> he's been to <laughs> the finals uh, like ten years in a row. Like he's dragged whatever team he's on to the NBA finals ten years in a row. And every year he loses to um, the Warriors, it seems. <laughs> but the when the is he going to just like, go and play for the Warriors? <laughs> uh, so he he has like a four year contract with the Lakers, and then in four years his son will be eighteen, and people think he'll just sign with whatever 
team his son gets drafted by because his his son obviously is gifted with very good connections. Like one of the <laughs> will be drafted by some play, by by some team. So it's insane. Anyways, maybe in four years. But my point being is, um, when people compare LeBron and Jordan, like, and this is like, you know, classic sports talk radio, and the like in August when there's no sports going on, where they're like, well. If you had five Jordans and they played five LeBrons, you know, LeBron might win because he's bigger <laughs> or whatever. And I think that's when we have to look at the true thing, which is who would win six Connor McDavid's or six Austin Matthews. So some things to consider. One of the Connors or Austin's would have to be playing goalie. Right? Yes. I, I can't wait to see this when Connor McDavid suits up in goal <laughs> because... Uh, Cam Talbot's injured and he has to play for yeah. some reason. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, so who's going to be the better? McDavid just, yeah. Who's going to be the better? We've already done. We've done power play goalies. We've done shorthanded right. goalies. We've talked about uh, the multiple goalie rule. I don't know why we've been so obsessed <laughs> about goalies, but now what we're talking about is the best player in the world goalie, and that's not the right. best goalie in the world. It's the best player in the world goalie. Right. That, so one thing I. I I would take a look at is Austin Matthews is 6'3", 223 pounds, which I believe is very similarly sized to Pecorine, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, <laughs> Connor McDavid is 6'1", 193. 6'1", 193. Which That's like Ryan Miller-sized, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like Ryan, Ryan Miller, Miller or like Mar- or Markstrom-sized. Oh no, Ryan Miller is he he outweighs Ryan Miller by about 30 pounds. Okay. But Cam my point Talbot, being is that how, Austin How big is Cam Talbot? Cam Talbot is 199 pounds. And 6 okay, foot so he's, 2. Okay, so he's like six a slightly three. skinnier. Okay, so basically he's Austin Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I, I, I'm going to say right now that Connor McDavid's going to be the better goalie uh, because he has okay. that he has those quick twitch muscles. If you've seen him skate, you know this. Yes, he skates. I think w- w- one of the, the first times I figured out Connor McDavid was good um, was during his rookie <laughs> was, season <laughs> when you and, personally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so you know, like you know, you, you're like, well, maybe maybe they drafted Yakupov again or whatever, right? But like, um, there was this game against the LA Kings, and McDavid was forechecking, and he stole the puck from, I think it was Mike Richards at the time, and just like stole it, got free, had a breakaway, and like a really good scoring chance, and like it was basically from like the face-off circle of the zone he was forechecking in. I just I, I just couldn't fathom, like, how somebody could have that good hands and that much, like, speed, you know? Because you don't necessarily then, equate, like, people with good hands with, like, good speed. Like, I think about, like, like Tavares isn't exactly the, the fastest skater, you know? But, but he is the Stanley that, Cup. You said that earlier, that John Tavares is the Stanley Cup. Of course he doesn't He doesn't skate very fast. He's, the, he's, a, he's an inanimate <laughs> he's, object. <laughs> Because he's just always skating with the preseason Stanley Cup above his head, just around the thing. Okay. Um, you, the, you know what? Another I, thing to consider. <laughs> another thing to consider is if you're managing an NHL team, uh, you would have more depth with Austin Matthews 
because you could sign more Austin Matthews because he's still on his rookie contract as opposed to Connor McDavid, who's on his like $12 million contract. So you'd only be able to, to, to line about like half a team. So you think that when there's, well, I mean, if there's six, so in a seven game series, in a seven game series, Austin Matthews would, would win. Don't you think that if there was six Austin Matthews and six Connor McDavid's that the price of a Connor McDavid would go down just because there would be more supply, right? Supply um, and demand. If you have six Connor McDavid's, you don't pay for the price of one Connor McDavid. You pay the lower price because, well, he's not so special anymore. There's six of them. It's true. If you're signing Connor <laughs> McDavid to be a defenseman, he's not worth twelve million dollars. Actually, do exactly. you want? Maybe he would, because then you just have like really good offensive defensemen. Mm, I don't know. Like, my my point well, being we know is how that that's like def- work out in San Jose. <laughs> we'll uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they have like. Two, two of the most premier offensive defensemen, uh, and and low speaking, in surprise. Speaking we'll of ahead. Carlson, I hear you have some Senators news. <laughs> yes, there's okay. my transition so, for you. Yes, great, right on, Dylan. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the Ottawa Senators, who we've um, long been uh, covering, I suppose for us, um, <laughs> I. Did some more interesting things or interesting person, uh, more interesting organizational decisions, I guess you could put it so lightly. <laughs> so one thing to keep in mind, and I didn't realize this until recently, is that the relationship between Daniel Alfredson and Eugene Melnick got so bad that he like left his ceremonial position within the organization. Uh, it wasn't even a real position. He, he quit yeah. from a made up position. Yeah. Who's, he was just like a team executive, like, I don't know. I guess as Vancouver Canuck fans, we can't really be talking about like ostracizing franchise players from like former franchise players from our organization because we just had Trevor Linden quit. But oh, but he wasn't um, ostracized. We loved him, so we brought him back, and then right, and he just he didn't do what we wanted him to do because he's probably (laughs) smarter than everyone else on the executive team, and uh, so he quit. That's okay. Okay, that's true. We still love him. We still love you, Trevor Linden. I know you listen. Um, <laughs> but uh, but one thing that the Ottawa Senators did on opening night is they dropped these balls that had lights in hold them, on, which hold is on. like cool in concept. What's up? Let's read. Let's read the 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 title of this article. It's look in capital letters, and then Ottawa Senators drop the ball with pregame stunt that hurts kids, spills beers. And then the subtitle is, and then they did it by dropping giant balls onto the crowd. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so on opening night, the Thank Senators you, CBS dropped. Sports. Yeah. The, on opening night, the Senators dropped these weird, heavy beach balls, it's, uh, as reported in several tweets, that like had lights in them. And like we're supposed to, like, you know, during the opening night. I guess the Canucks have something similar, but we just implemented them as like light rods in the stanchions. But uh, I guess the Senators wanted to do that with balls. And they basically fell down and, like, sort of, like, they hurt people because they were kind of big. And then, uh, and then <laughs> they, they also spilled chi- people's children $12 in the head. beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, spilled beer all over the place. Yeah. Which, like, is funny because, like, this is probably a different marketing team than the ones that made, like, those dangerous baby onesies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is also funny because, like, who are you hiring in Ottawa, right? Because this is Canada's capital. So they're probably all, like, former political party marketing people. I don't know. <laughs> so you think that this was a, this was a political move? This is basically, like... Maybe I, they were targeting think, people. Yeah. I, Maybe they were targeting people true. In, in the crowd. Were there, were there, any, were there any powerful people? Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that also, like, because Ottawa can't attract fans, they started to cover their upper deck. So they yeah. basically forced people into the lower bowl and then proceeded to drop heavy balls that ha- injured people on them, which is also kind of <laughs> funny crap. to think about. This is this is like what they did in in the Roman Colosseums. This was just like, like entertainment. Ooh, they just yes. put everyone into like a spot in the middle of the of the ring and then drop boulders on them. And we're like, ha ha ha! Watch them run away. <laughs> Maybe this is their whole plan. Is they're just they're not going to get rid of the team. They're just going to get rid of the fan base, <laughs> right? Um, and then nobody can complain. Of, uh, the other the other hilarious thing was uh, before the season started, Eugene Melnick sat down with uh, now Senator Star Matt Borowiecki. So you're that's a total turnover, you yeah. know, which is uh, what exactly should be in a rebuild. For sure. And those fresh braces, I mean, they bring energy. Yeah, I know. And you yeah. know what, for a guy like me who in the hockey world's a little bit older, you know, it gives me so much energy. And, you know, I'm excited to come to the rink when those guys are. You're excited because they're excited. A hundred percent. You know, I'm excited to be with them, to hang out with them, to play with them. I think it goes a long way for everyone. So you get excited because they're excited gets me excited, gets all our fans excited and our sponsors. So it's going to work out. I think we're looking forward to a great, great coming year. Uh, I really think that the fans are going to be supportive. We got some great fans. These are great, great hockey fans, great sponsors. And we just got to give them the hope that that they know that we know what we're doing. And that translates into the team uh, knowing what they're doing and putting some wins together. I agree. Shooting for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Love no it. less. It's awesome. All right. How many players did Eugene Melnick like ask before he was like got to Matt Borowiecki, right? Because he didn't start with Borowiecki. Yeah, Borowiecki's from Ottawa. That's why he did it. Oh, okay. I he was supposed to be like the hometown kid. Oh, okay. Because like I was thinking, he probably asked like Stone first, and he's like, "Meh." Stone's like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be gone soon. Stone's and like, he, trade me. Yeah. <laughs> and. It, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'll ask Duchesne. And Duchesne's like, trade me. And he basically just got down. And then he asked Bobby Ryan. And Bobby Ryan broke his finger pressing record or something like that. And then all of a sudden he got to Borowiecki. <laughs> and so like, Borowiecki's if I had, like, I'm not going anywhere. I live here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of was a weird catch 22. And then he proceeds to have this like, really weird interview with Eugene Melnick wearing, as you pointed out, not a jersey from like any recent season. Like Eugene Melnick yeah, could a, walk into the team Ar- store and be Reebok like, "Hey, jersey. can I can I borrow this jersey for like a couple of minutes? Like I'm just filming this video." They have the new they, jerseys hanging behind them. They, they <laughs> He's have, wearing the old jersey. The issue wasn't supply. That's for sure. Like they have extra jerseys around. Um, he, I guess it was just like a wardrobe choice. I mean, I guess that's. It just really fit Eugene Melnick's slacks for that day. and um, It just did. And then proceeded to give these really canned answers where he, like, within 30 seconds goes, like, well, we're kind of a dumpster right now. It's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, un, 
unprompted also brings up the fact like we're not moving <laughs> which like and as he also makes sure the, that he says yeah. that his sponsors are happy yes it's like the fans are excited the sponsors are excited okay right. sponsors sure yeah and dylan let's just say in the middle of this podcast i go like dylan i'm not starting another podcast would you immediately suspect i'm about to start another podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so then immediately yeah <laughs> i mean so we do you, we do that on this podcast all the time we start new podcasts in the middle new of this po- podcast all the exactly. time exactly <laughs> um but nevertheless eugene melnick please keep giving us material to talk about because sometimes we can't have <laughs> content to talk about but speaking of which uh dylan should we have the conversation that everybody's having this week um which conversation the one about a new a new legal drug in canada uh, the new the newest legal drug in canada uh weed um weed so, cannabis mary jane marijuana uh, thc dreams yeah. aurora borealis uh i don't know what other names do we have uh crimson kush okay <laughs> lemon All right lemon drop concentrate i don't know oh my gosh i'm doing a i'm doing a podcast the real stoner um but uh hey there may or may not be a a a canister of legal weed in front of me right now Ooh, (laughs) there is not okay you you opened the possibility up you also did it unprompted (laughs) which i imagine so i automatically assume you did it anyways uh so so marijuana is now illegal in canada uh it's all the talk but of course um, all these players, which, you know, have never done weed before are now talking about it and they're being asked all these answers. So in between fielding all these questions about who's now the, the best player in the world, McDavid also had to answer a question about, you know, w- what do you think about weed? And he gave answers like, well, obviously I'm going to talk about the CBD stuff. So it's like, Cause like he knows what he's talking about, so he knows what he's talking about. So this leads me to my other thing: is like there was, there's probably some sports talk radio show in either Toronto or Edmonton where the caller called in and being like, "I don't care who's the better player between Austin Matthews and McDavid. At least Austin Matthews doesn't support weed, you know. Like, and then that's why his he thinks that Wait. Austin Matthews <laughs> is a better player. <laughs> is that a conversation still? Like. I can't <laughs> align myself with somebody who is pro weed. The whole country is—it's now legal. <laughs> like that doesn't yeah, matter well, I, anymore. But, but I, I guarantee you, there's somebody. There's like on, on top of that, yeah. Austin Matthews has definitely smoked a ball. Yeah, like, he's... look at how that guy laughs. <laughs> That's a high laugh. He's got yeah. a high laugh. But McDavid proceeds because this can't answer what he talks about. Like, oh, like all the smart doctors are doing it as opposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the and smart then, doctors. Yeah, uh, and also talking about like, well, all, the, all these smart guys are doing it to be stupid not to look into it, which is whatever. I mean, like, he's got a point. He's he's got a point. Like, there are benefits to its uh, painkilling. Yeah. I think they're more interested in that part of it. They're not interested in like the the psychotics of it or the psychedelics of it. Is that the right word, psychedelics? The the high part. They're You're more right. interested the in the THC pain part. part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the C B D, not the THC. 
Yeah. You know what I th- you know what I think we should be addressing though? What? Is how is weed going to affect the fantasy hockey player? Ooh. Like am I going to have an advantage in my draft next year? Um or am I am I going to be distracted? <laughs> well, I mean more so than was, usual. <laughs> so last year they were talking all about the uh the Vegas bump where they're like I don't know if you talk okay, so they were talking about uh there's this article Oh yeah. So there's a reading this, this article today about the the Vegas flu, and uh, there's yeah. this there's this quote from Max Domi where Max Domi's like, "I had a routine before every game, except when I got to Vegas, I decided to play a blackjack hand, and then I lost." And it was like, "Okay, I mean, I guess he could is have that played code." The- well, no. Like my point being is that like all these players who have played, who may or may not have played ten thousand hours of hockey, we we still haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> but. Who who have played hockey have, you know, to get to this level, definitely have, like, a, a routine. Like, us being very good podcasters have a routine before every podcast where we're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm kidding. We don't have a routine. We compliment each other for yeah, 10 we, minutes. We, got, <laughs> we talk about, you know, <laughs> you really talked well today. You know, that kind of thing. But my point being is that these players have all these, like, really canned, like, routines. And they I don't know. They literally eat the same thing before every ta- every game. Exactly. And who was it? All I, this... I just watched a video where he's like, oh, I think it was Tavares. No, it wasn't Tavares. I don't remember who it was. But it was like, yeah, I eat chicken, beans, and rice before every game. And you're like, really? That's every such a single game you eat the same thing? Weirdly, like, I guess. a very balanced meal. But... No. Actually, it was McDavid. I was stalking okay. his Instagram because uh... I was like, I wonder if he's ever posted anything about anything Weed. controversial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer is no but the okay. crazy thing is that when you look at instagram now you can see these kids that are like they post from like before they were drafted till now so yeah. mcdavid's instagram feed goes from when he was like 15 and he was like yeah. hanging out with his buds playing yeah. hockey and then oh. like right in the middle it just changes to like sponsored post and like <laughs> here's uh the fuel that I use before games and like yeah. Adidas and like all this stuff. And you're just like, wow, right. on the same screen, you can see him as a 14 year old playing for the, um, uh, who was it? The Erie Otters? No. Who is his junior team? Anyways, for his junior and if team. If only we were Jeff and, and <laughs> Yeah. Nine <laughs> posts later, it's like yeah. a promotional video for Adidas. Um, yeah, what were you talking about though? I totally went off on that. My my point my point being is that like because the the temptations there for like, oh yeah, there's oh, all right. this really available. Although it's arguable it's like less available now in BC, but uh, but all but I guess the 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 readiness of because like the the thing that stood out to me about the the Max Domi quote was like he broke his routine and just like wanted to play blackjack because it was there and the novelty because they're there. in vegas yeah right so i wonder so i guess as the talking about the fantasy hockey advantage i wonder if there's going to be any like and this will definitely be like overblown where like some analysts will be like look at all the records versus canadian teams they've canadian teams are rocking it when they have the home ice or whatever and it's going to be <laughs> like like well duh because we there's all these really good teams in canada like Winnipeg and Toronto. <laughs> so what are you are you saying that there's going to be a Canada slump because everyone's going to be high when they come to Canada? Exactly. That's what 
I feel like I if I can <laughs> play I I don't I don't believe in it, but I feel like this will be a headline at one point. Right. Yeah. Right. If I or play- all of a sudden maybe it'll be the opposite. Maybe it'll be like when road trips through Canada happen, all your injury play, injured players get healed somehow. Like right. they all come back uh, yeah. off the road trip and everyone's like, oh yeah, that that groin strain's gone or like that yeah. high ankle sprain's just <laughs> fine. My concussion went away. Like, I don't know and what then, happened. It's great. Like, in, in like, in the most conservative team, I, I don't know what the most conservative team is, probably like Dallas and the heart of Texas, right? Just being like, they're not less injured they're just high in like some somebody with a big picket it'll be john tortorella what are you talking john about Tor- yes john <laughs> it'll be tortorella <laughs> just being like you're he's not already complaining healthy. about how the league is a hug fest oh my gosh uh um speaking of hug fest Pedersen being uh hit by and hugged by uh mike matheson uh oh geez oh, man what do you think about the I'm- whole like argument about this this suspension only happened because it happened to a Canucks player and a, a Canucks star. No, I mean, I think I think the attention was given to a player who was um, he was scoring a lot of points in the first few games of the season. I mean, he has more points still than any other rookie, and he he's was, missed five games. And he was the leading um, scorer for the Canucks until t- like yesterday or something like that. Until t- yesterday or today yeah yeah so this is a guy who has been like on everyone's radar and the what happened was like i'm not it was pretty violent like it's not something you see somebody do in a hockey game so yeah i'm sure it made all the highlight reels it made its rounds there was people talking about it who don't necessarily talk about hockey and so the nhl was giving i mean i don't want to say that it was like a reactionary um a reactionary uh suspension but I think that the attention because of his success at the beginning of the year definitely yeah. influenced the the uh suspension. I th- um, I I think he just got suspended cuz somebody got concussed. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, I think that's also that's that. a reason Suspending why for yeah. It it was and because he didn't get a game misconduct. I I think if the ref had you know looked at that that tape yeah. and see that was a reviewable penalty or whatever. And there, I mean, there was a lot of really interesting discussion around it. I think um, the was it on Thirty One Thoughts? They were talking about how uh, players, like this, is what players, what defensemen do now that they can't hold somebody against the boards. Mm -hmm. It used to be that you would like body check someone, hold them against the boards, and then release them a couple seconds later. Yeah, you can't do that. That's interference now. So what do you do? You knock the guy over, right? Instead of holding holding him against the glass, you put him on the ice. This is still interference, so, though. Sure, but yeah. if you um, in the athletes, Botchford had a couple of little gifts. Um, yeah, Jason Jason Botchford, that is on the athletic his athletes yeah. column. For those of you who yeah. don't know what we're talking about, yeah. he had a couple of gifts of um, like similar plays where the the defenseman just knocked the guy over, and it wasn't called as interference. It wasn't called as like a unsafe play. Everyone looked at it and was like, Oh yeah, that happens all the time in hockey. The problem with the Pedersen hit was that he had his stick between his legs and he can opened them. And then he yeah. lifted him up and like, threw him to the ground. <laughs> right. I, so it was like one, I still ha- one half the, hockey hit one half suplex. <laughs> I still think the major difference between the gifts that Botchford 
posted about and the one said about Mike Matheson is still the fact that Pedersen got a concussion. Like, that's just the difference. Yeah. That, but also, I, yeah. believe it or not, Dylan, that's Pedersen's first ever concussion he's had. Well, I hope I, I hope it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't hope it is, but I hope that he hasn't had a concussion. He's only like 19. I guess, yeah, I guess we always forget how young he is, but... um. He's so young. He he's well on his I don't know. Did back. you see did you see his uh his interview with all of the Vancouver media? Oh my gosh. This is another thing I wanted to ask you. So there there was uh, a really good tweet and I think um Elias Pettersson, I I know he has a lot of really great mentors uh in the organization. A lot of good Swedish mentors too at that Edler and I'm sure Naslin is involved somehow and the Sedins, of course. But uh, I think his biggest mentor has probably been Kevin Bieksa because he uh, he had this great <laughs> clip uh, where he where this this reporter asks him, "Hey, uh, are you gonna who's gonna decide to come back? You or the doctors?" I think was the the just the question. That was <laughs> one of the says, questions. Yeah, and Better's like, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> the doctors. Well, let's just hope it's one of those smart doctors that McDavid refers to. But uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The other great clip was, or the other good quote was, uh, "Do plays like these make you want to go back to Sweden?" And he just like <laughs> cocked his eyebrow at them and was like, "No, yeah. <laughs> like, go away, fuck off." Okay. So Dylan, no. the, the 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 good question is, if you wanted to have a question where you could get the biggest eye roll from Elias Pettersson, what would it be? Because um, because I would I would ask. Um, do you shoot right-handed in Sweden? Like just, just like <laughs> I don't know. Just okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, my my question would be: Do you think about hockey in Swedish or in English? <laughs> do you think about <laughs> hockey in Swedish or in English? Yeah, and I I, I feel yeah, like he probably roll I, his eyes pretty hard at you. Yeah, that that would be my my eye roll question. I can't. I can't wait till we get those press passes, yeah. so you can throw that one out. Uh, but do you have any? Do you have any things? I don't that know. You would... I guess it would be something. It would be something like, uh, did you weigh? Uh, do you weigh more than when you were fifteen or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, I can't wait till we go to Toronto and then all the Toronto reporters ask him, "Hey, do you know if William Nylander is going to get signed?" <laughs> <laughs> they just ask for his input. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. What is, um, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, there's all this talk about William Nylander being signed. And here's the, I'd, I'd say it right now, if you're a top six seed in your fantasy pool, like you've won your first couple of weeks, you should, you should look at trading for him. I was going to try to figure out like what a really good trade value for him is, but uh, all we could find on Yahoo's trade market, which is a really great tool. I highly recommend it. They always list the, the most traded players of the day. But the only trades that were posted were these crazy ones where people were trading clearly to like help their friends or something like that. Um, Ridiculous. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really have anything. Do to, you want to, do you want to read that one out? Yeah. There was a William Nylander, Cam Talbot and Jacob Truba for Corey Schneider, Jesper Bratt and Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, I'm not really sure who. I don't know who. Oh, there's a new one. There's a third one now. What? What's the third one? It's uh, William Nylander, Eric Johnson, and Clayton Keller for Rasmus Ristolainen and Alex Dabrinkat. That seems pretty one-sided too. 
Yeah. I don't know. But if you can throw some w- trash out and get William Nylander, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, and that's a guy that right now is going to join a team that is scoring an unprecedented rate. Uh, unprecedented is a little strong. But scoring at a very high rate <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and is a 20 to 30 goal scorer. And I think that's... He, he 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 was I think in our in our preseason rankings he was easily right around where Mitch Marner is now and Mitch Marner is would be somebody that you would be be paying a very hefty price for perhaps in the neighborhood of William Nylander, Cam Talbot, and Jacob Truba for, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my my point being is like there's just all this talk about well Nylander needs to know how to like take a pay cut and help his team out. And make this like team friendly That's deals, BS. so that so they can sign Martyr and Matthews to these deals and stuff and like that. And it's like that's like the stupidest thing. There's um this really good no. podcast I was listening to, um, not ours, but uh, it was a boxing <laughs> podcast, and uh, I I don't normally listen to boxing podcasts, but it was recommended that I listen to this one episode. But it was talking a lot about the boxing model, which is very player like. Which is all player run essentially, right? Like the players have all the, the, have all the power in that boxing in boxing federations, and basically the, it's set up so that they do like three or four tune-up fights, and then they just call the shots for all time, and that's mm-hmm. so different than what hockey and football and all these North American sports are, where it's like, no, you're a, a byproduct of the team, and basically you're just these depreciating assets. But it's strange because then you're supposed to have buy into these arbitrary lines, which are your team. So, I mean, the point being is that there's a finite mon- n- um, amount of money in the league, and there's no reason why Nylander should be taking this five million dollar a year rumored like contract when he could easily get seven or eight if he just. Because realistically, what will happen if he doesn't sign by December first? He goes and plays in the KHL, like puts in a couple of goals, but people will be like, he's still a young scorer. And then he'll get that with, like, I don't know, Carolina or anybody with an immense amount of contra- of cap hit, right? Like, I just there, – there's no reason why Nylander should Carolina. <laughs> I don't I want him I'm to just, play in Carolina. Or, like, I don't know. I was just, That was just the I first I want to be able to watch of, him. <laughs> I was just thinking of, like, the – It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to think of a team that has a lot of cap space, but like for example, that's that's one that comes to mind, right? Like that's just how about the Canucks? The Canucks, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that, that's I one mean, with a lot of lot of cap space. We'll we'll just who try else to are we him. who else are we looking at these these next couple of weeks? Who else yeah, should we be uh, paying attention to? Um, so I kind of looked at uh, another really good Yahoo tool. It's called the MVP tool, and that talks a lot about people who have. Who uh, players that are owned in the top twenty five percent of leagues, and some names that stick out here are Michael Furland, uh, who's owned in seventy four percent of your league. So if you're in a bit of a more shallow league, that's definitely one you want to pick up. Uh, Dylan, you've taught, put down John Gibson, ninety seven percent. Well, I mean, if your <laughs> if your league tracks saves, um, <laughs> you should probably have John Gibson. Yeah. Uh, he has faced 40 shots. Uh, how many times this year? Let me pull this up. Um, it's definitely more than once. John Gibson. Uh, we we started two pools this year, and our second pool is a points pool. And the uh, 
the points pool tracks saves. So John Gibson has become like incredibly valuable uh, for, I, I don't actually know who has him, but in the last uh, one, two, three, four, five starts, in the last five starts, he's faced 40 shots three times. The other two times were 35 and 37. Sorry, that's not shots, that's saves. Okay. No, sorry, that is shots. It doesn't matter. It's one of the two. That's that's shots against. So, um, if you're uh, if you're tracking saves, that, that's you have to have John Gibson. Even if you're tracking save percentage, because he has so many shots against, even if he lets in two goals, that's still a nine forty five or a nine seventy one uh, save percentage. So, um, even though he may not be winning. <laughs> a lot of his games um, because the Ducks have, well, they haven't been terrible, but uh, they're on a four-game losing streak right now. Right. Um, even if they're not winning, he's still getting uh, he's still getting the shots against, and he's still posting uh, very decent save percentages. Um, most of the time, it's because he's, uh, he's getting pulled for the last goal anyways. So two of their last three wins, or two of their last four losses were 3-1. And yeah. uh, the last goal against was an empty net goal. So um, look for John Gibson. He should be owned in your in your league. But uh, if you can get him for a William Nylander or something like that, <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was trade. actually. Gonna, I was actually gonna propose a, a potential thing. So I think one thing you can do with goalies is you can offer some really good high like name value forwards. So and I think with any time you like you're looking to purchase or trade for one of these really high value assets you're always going to lose like the total value. So let's just say John Gibson, according to some arbitrary trade value thing is worth 25 points. You're going to have to give up like 35, a lot of points. So a trade. Um, yeah. Especially if you're the asking team, the asking team. So one thing that I would maybe uh, propose is that you, I would propose, uh, give like uh, John Tavares and Connor Hellebuck for John Gibson. What do you think about that trade? What? What? John Gibson for Hellebuck and Tavares? Yes, like I'm just saying that's realistically what you would have to give up. And then maybe you'll take back like a like a Philip <laughs> Forsberg type. Like I, I really wish saying... I had John Gibson on my team so I could trade that to <laughs> like take that trade. I would definitely <laughs> do that. I would say like Tavares for Gibson's is probably an overpayment. Okay. Well, how about like I, uh... you don't need to throw in Hellebuck. How about like a Blake Wheeler and Braden Holtby for John Gibson? Blake Wheeler and Braden Holtby. I still like Blake Wheeler's a top ten draft pick. What you're not trading him and no, a but goalie like, for? But like you're, you're using you're using the value of Blake Wheeler by of being a top ten draft pick. But maybe like I'm just saying you could replace Blake Wheeler's production somehow. But you can't like the value of like we talked about this last year too. The value of having like a top goalie is ridiculous in any fantasy league. In in our league last year it was. No, but like our league uses fairly standard settings and it's like it made sense for to to use to you to have a like I'm just saying like John Gibson is gonna get okay here a large majority of starts on a team that is trying to get to the playoffs. Okay, you you give me a here's a Blake Wheeler trade. John Gibson and Radulov for Flurry and Blake Wheeler. I I think that that's a pretty fair trade. You're getting a better goalie because of the save percentage and the and the well, I guess it depends on if you're tracking wins. You probably want Flurry. 
Um, and I think that Radulov for Wheeler, you're probably Wheeler's probably the better player there. Uh, well, I, he is the better player. He's going to have way more assists than than Radulov is. Um, but I feel like that's a fair trade. It's like a Radulov for Flurry and Wheeler for Gibson kind of thing. Hmm. In one. Here's one that sucks, though. Here's one that's really terrible. John Gibson and Brock Besser for Mike Smith and Blake Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't uh, make that trade. Um, unless um, your team tracks alphabetical and having... <laughs> having players near the end of the alphabet counts for more then i think you'd accept that trade no. <laughs> That's a, if you're tracking that you have a very uh very specific fantasy right. hockey pool pool um an- yeah, another player to take that yeah that's what i think <laughs> cool uh another all-star of the um of the consonants league would be uh wayne simmons uh currently owned in 90 percent of leagues uh, so, I mean, the reason why you'd want to do this. So, JVR has a pretty major injury, and uh, he's going to be out for a yeah, while. Yeah, he's and, on my team. And, and Ron, Ron Hexall, and I and I pointed this out during our, our preseason preview. So, Ron Hexall, when uh, he, he signed JVR, was like, he was asked by reporters, like, hey, what are you going to do? Because you already have Wayne Simmons. And he's like, I don't know. But this is for the coach to figure out. And uh, <laughs> the great so thing the about coach this killed JVR. <laughs> so, so the the solution was to injure JVR. Um, but Wayne Simmons, there's very few people who are better at his position on the power play, which is like the low post banger, than Wayne Simmons in the league. And they're doing, they're trying to just figure out how to. And Philadelphia is in, in no is with un is trying to win. Essentially, what I'm trying to say. So. They, and also the nice thing is that JVR was known for his penalty killing prowess when he was in Toronto. So it's not to say that like he won't have a role when he comes back, and he probably will just might even go to the second unit. So there is a lot of value in Wayne Simmons, especially if you're in a banger league. So uh, Wayne Simmons right now is owned in ninety percent of leagues. So it's somebody you'd have to trade for. So you know, I would probably look for him now because in his last four games he's been a little cold. But you know that's going to change, right? Right. Um, he has zero hits uh, yeah. and only three blocks in his last four games, and he's been a minus seven. Okay. Um, so, so how about Jonathan Marchezo for Wayne Simmons? Not doing too well. Would you Marcheseau do that trade? for Wayne Simmons? Yeah. No, because I still feel like Marchezo is the, the higher up. Okay. How about Braden Point for Wayne Simmons? Hey, that's a good trade. Yeah. That's a good trade. I mean, I, Maybe, I still think Simmons uh, has more value because he's a winger, but I think that's a pretty good yeah. trade. I think there's equal value there. Um, how about like Turo Teravainen for Wayne Simmons? Teravainen's been hot. Yeah. But um, are you selling would, high? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. I, you know, I've been, I've watched a couple of Flyers games and they have looked very uninspired. Um, I think all of their emotional, uh, I don't know what it. What the I'm the thing is, the all thing is, they spent too much time on gritty. gritty. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing we never. Dylan, where was gritty on our uh, preseason rankings? <laughs> Not as highly ranked as he is now. That's for sure. It's ridiculous. I don't know how much time. Okay, whoever. Ottawa was hiring 
would not have come up with gritty. No, well, imagine it, they did though. That would okay, have been so, really weird. So so yeah, <laughs> this is a senator. Would it be like this like weird like political like cartoon type thing? You know, it's like this is what we think senators do, and then just like it's just like gritty, really big nose. Yeah, white um, hair. This, and then, but he's and also just, got and then, fur. It's just somebody who wants to make this really grand parody and commentary on. It's like a George Orwell, but he like works in the the uh, Ottawa Senators Marketing Department or something like that. And he's like, "This is what senators are." <laughs> um, uh, but my ah <laughs> uh, boy, gritty. Did you see that thing where he's like <laughs> opening up a magazine and it's he's like featured? Because there's, I guess, no. nobody on Philadelphia to feature right now in the season. Like, I don't know. I saw, like, a baby picture. It was, like, baby gritty. <laughs> and it was 9 pounds, 505,000 ounces or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was just stupid. And then it was, like, uh, oh, I don't know. It was something like, oh, it's been so long since he was so small or something like that. I don't know. Halloween's or he terrorized, like a, yeah. he terrorized a <laughs> Minimites game. On the yeah. ice, and then got thrown yeah. in the penalty box, yeah. and then tore yeah. everything up. <laughs> um, Halloween's coming that up. That was gritty watch. In uh, Philadelphia, oh, yeah. what percentage of kids dress up as gritty? Uh, 19%. Okay. Also, if Seinfeld were alive... <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, Seinfeld's alive. If Seinfeld, like the TV show, was still alive. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was alive. At, at one point, Seinfeld would be like, well, we just make the whole plane out of gritty, you know? Uh, <laughs> anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, who we're watching. Okay. So this is a, a new segment, if you will. Uh, right, who you're watching is players that are owned in less than 40% of leagues and are potentially people you should pick up and maybe stream uh and dylan okay. you have you have somebody that you want to point out mr neil uh, Pionk, uh currently own in 11 percent of yahoo <laughs> leagues yeah neil Pionk. he's a is that how you say his last name i just want to call him neil plonk because i feel like um, that should be an l cool we'll name we'll we'll think? call him mr plonk um mr plonk, so mr plonk yeah. uh so last year i, I just want to point out so last year uh, the Rangers went from a win now mode, and in the middle of the season, was like, "We're not very good. We're going to sell everybody." And <laughs> actually, Pion- <laughs> actually, and then like, sold everyone. And Pionk was one of the guys they called up because uh, he had initially made the team out of the preseason last year because he looked really good. And then they sent him down, and he came back up and immediately played really good two line minutes. And then this year, he also looked really good. He's a right handed defenseman. So he was, and I think still is on the third pairing because they have a couple really good guys in McQuaid and uh, Shattenkirk who are right-handed. Mm-hmm. But what has he been doing recently that makes him so good? Um, he's been lighting it up. He has a a bunch of assists. Uh, I think it's like nine points in his last um, five games or something like that. Uh, and he's been playing tons of power play minutes. Um and he's been averaging like nine or sorry, like 21, 22 point or 22 minutes a game. Um, their last game, not so great. He was, uh, he was like a minus three and, or sorry, a minus two. And okay. um, didn't, they, they lost four, one to Chicago. I think that was tonight actually. Yeah. Um, but the kind of nice thing about him is that when he's not scoring, uh, he's, uh, he's putting up the peripheral stats. 
So right. he has, well, in this last game tonight, he had six blocks and uh, two shots. In his previous four games, he had uh, at least one block a game. And uh, he's had about 12 shots in his last five games. So um, he's a good guy to put on on, uh, on your team. Maybe just as like a as a uh, as a plug, if you're losing someone. Yeah. I had uh, Edler go down, so I picked up Pionk. Um, Edler, the king of blocks, has uh, yeah. finally succumbed to his uh, inevitable injury that was going to happen this year. So I needed somebody to fill that hole. Uh, just a quick note: Edler looks like uh, has a high ankle sprain, which is a means he'll a be out for the rest of the season. It's honestly like an eight to twelve week injury. Like it's ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, they said a couple I, of weeks, but obviously that's not true. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, he'll probably be a pretty big um, trade deadline dart target for a lot of teams. Like trade, if you're trade trading trading target tra- trade, trade deadline target, so they'll they'll want to keep him, you know, <laughs> safe. Another guy that I, I think would be a good guy to keep an eye on would be the star of the Eric Carlson trade, Chris Tierney. Um, uh, one yes, thing that the is the star of the Carlson trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, the prize, <laughs> the prize and the jewel of the Senator's eyes. Um, no, the reason being is that uh, Brady Kachuk uh, made the team out of the season and looked awesome. He was playing on Mark Stone's wing. He was really good. And then, of course, and then he got injured because he's a senator. Um, like, broke his own leg. <laughs> I don't know oh, if he saw God. the play. He was like skating, and then like Ugh. his leg whipped around, and he like broke it. And so he's out. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so he's Tierney. He's, he's out. <laughs> yeah. But I, Tierney kind of takes his place on that line, and he's doing pretty decent. I think the whole the whole senators really. I mean, I. Also on this list of players, I think you should also take a look at uh, Ryan Didzingle with also of the uh, Dzingle, uh, Dzingle. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> did you ever look at that? Uh, there was a YouTube channel once where it was like this guy yes. pronouncing yes <laughs> players' names. Yes, perhaps this is how <laughs> like we become he, famous. There was like one thousand videos about re- yeah, <laughs> it was just uh, him pronouncing various sports stars and. Um, I'm yeah, a, I, I'm a big Buffalo Bills Jaromir fan. Jaromir Jagger. Jaromir. Jaromir. Jagger. Jaromir Jagger. Jaromir Jagger. Keith Tikachuk. Keith Tikachuk. I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan, and when I got into those videos, we had this all-pro safety named Jarius Bird, and he goes, Jarius Bayard. Jarius Bayard. <laughs> Uh, anyways, this has been another uh, episode of Dylan and I explaining YouTube videos over a podcast. But uh, no, uh, Chris Tierney doing pretty good. Two goals, seven assists uh, over the first eight games played. So um, I think he'd be a really good. You could do worse in terms of streaming um, for what you're doing. Uh, Dylan, another thing that I, I kind of want to think you're looking at, I, I wrote down Clefbaum as another guy because he's kind of coming back into health as the Oilers try to yeah. get back to their... Uh, playoff ways is there's a certain strategy that I've been seeing online. And I think one thing that I drafted for, I'll say purposely um, is the three defenseman strategy where you, you simply just always stream your last defenseman. And perhaps that's something we'll take a look at um, in future episodes where we're just kind of looking at what it means to kind of stream 
a position in your your pool. Uh, and maybe we'll look mm-hmm. at like some replacement players. For example, I'm if you say you just drafted no goalies, um, what would that would look like? So um, another player to keep in mind. Be risky. Uh, <laughs> yes, it would be very risky. Uh, is was uh, the the Predators almost scratched Kevin Fiala today? I believe uh, they recalled Rocco, Rocco uh, Grimaldi from the AHL, uh, and he was going to go play on their second line. But it looks like at the last minute they put uh, Eric Howla. That's what it was back in. So perhaps that's another guy to keep an eye on, Rocco. Gr- Grimaldi, if you're uh, if you're in a super deep I've or never keeper heard league, he's are you saying uh, he, gritty? No, <laughs> Rocco Grimaldi <laughs> is this like five four winger that was drafted. He was supposed to be a first rounder, but then he like he he was like God will make me be drafted in the first round and play, play, like teams got really scared by that, so you ended up getting drafted in the second round by the Florida Panthers one year. Anyways, he's a super skilled <laughs> okay. forward. And uh, he's kind of bounced around in the HL a lot, but he's like essentially just needed a chance. There's a chance he might break out and be very good. Like like his the skills that he possesses project to be a very good NHL player. He just hasn't had a shot yet. Okay. And the Predators are very good, and they 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 but their winger depth is not very good. As an example, the Zach Ronaldo's on their third line, so. I think there's probably a shot, a spot for him on the the, the natural predators is what I'm trying to say. Uh, he also has uh, the name of like a supervillain, so that might also help. Rocco yes. Grimaldi. Rocco Grimaldi. You hear it here first on the Winter's Coming Fancy Hockey Podcast, uh, the only podcast that talks about Luke Shen and also Rock Rocco Grimaldi. Um, <laughs> do you have anyone else you want to highlight before we uh, sign off for the evening, Dylan? Uh, I don't have any other players I want to highlight, but I've got some things coming up that we should highlight. Cool. Dylan, why don't you tell us uh, what we have time, what we can look forward to in the coming weeks for the Winter's Coming Fantasy Hockey Podcast. The Winter's Coming Fantasy Hockey Podcast is, uh, we're going to try and take something, we're going to take this in a little bit of a different direction this year. We had such a great time talking to all the people in our league last year and interviewing newbies like Dave that uh, we thought that we would start spreading the love uh, to other fan bases. So we're going to start having uh, guests on from other um, from other podcasts, uh, other team podcasts. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily brand ourselves as Canuck, a Canuck podcast, but as you can tell, we definitely are fanboys for the Canucks. One of the things that I think we really enjoy is kind of the meta of being a, a hockey fan. And like for example, like us being Canuck fans, we and we all know Canuck fans, and we everybody has their own favorite Sedin story, has their own like Ryan Kessler gossip story, has their own like <laughs> has their own 2011 Stanley Cup final story, and I'm sure there's a plethora of all those stories around the league, and uh, perhaps we're also like I would in the in the looking through the lens of fantasy, there's a. Uh, for example, I, we, the other day we were talking off mic, and uh, we were talking about how good Louis Erickson is when we do watch him play. Like we watched the game last year. That's not true. We never <laughs> don't say that. Okay. I never said that he was a good player. You I said gushed, he was a good player. I true. I gushed about how good Louis Erickson was for a good like five minutes, where I talked about these like 
weird plays I would see him do. Like when he was on the, the power play with the Sedins last year, when we were watching that game against, I think it was the Rangers. I, anyways, I watched a game with the Rangers, and he was ridiculously like, I was just mesmerized. And I think there's players like that as well on other teams. <laughs> uh, but Dylan, uh, do you have you have a very low bar for being mesmerized? <laughs> no, but like I, you know what I'm saying. There's like unsung <laughs> yeah, heroes. Right, yeah, if you yeah, will. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be bringing on uh, guests from other podcasts. Yeah. I think our uh, our first guest is is gonna be from a St. Louis podcast, St. Louis Blues podcast. I almost said St. Yeah. Louis Shoes. Um, <laughs> they are the <laughs> Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, blues Hockey Podcast. You can find them at blueshockeypodcast.net. And uh, we're gonna be talking to uh, Jason from Cool. From that uh, that podcast, hopefully that goes well. Uh, I hope he can he can um, <laughs> keep up with all of the uh, <laughs> sidebars that we go on. Um, yeah. So next week we'll have fantasy advice, but it'll have a little bit of a St. Louis tint to it for sure. Um, and St. Louis was definitely one of those teams that we were we were hyping uh, immensely during the off season, and uh, unfortunately has not. Uh, panned out perhaps we'll find out why from jason uh as always you can find us online at stlouisshoes.com uh, on twitter at st louis shoes and you can email us yellowbag at stlouisshoes.com uh dylan do you think that maybe everyone in our league is going to uh get pissed at us because we're now talking to people not in our league <laughs> it's a it's a possibility but it was inevitable um, there's only so many times we can ask Greg to just recite the history of our league. So <laughs> it was bad. There's to only happen. so many times that we can tell Nick, Nick to not to use his IR slots. Back. Yeah. <laughs> um, to use his IR slot. Oh, oh, oh. And oh. Um, not in this podcast, but I'm going to just put it up as like a little extra is the uh, interviews that we did after our draft. I know it's a little bit late, but I thought I'd just throw them into our stream so you can find that. Um, as a St. Louis Shoes production extra, yeah, I guess. Dylan always does a really good job with the editing, so uh, thank you as always. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure uh, spending some time talking hockey with you, Dylan, as well as uh, you, the fans. Uh, we'll hope to see you. Wait, in... they didn't say anything. Don't thank them. Okay. Well, thanks for welcoming us into your homes, <laughs> I think is the, the polite thing to say here. Into your ears. <laughs> into your ears. Um, uh, we will... See you next week. Okay. <laughs> Bye. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>